this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the in focus podcast i'm ji sampat the host for today's episode last month the union government announced that it would invest 11000 crores under a centrally sponsored scheme the national mission on edible oils oil palm to promote oil palm cultivation The stated objective of this scheme is to reduce India's dependence on edible oil imports by boosting domestic production of oil palm which apparently gives more oil per hectare of cultivated area than other edible oil crops. Oil palm is also a domain where the government has been trying to attract the private sector. It is one of the five plantation crops where it has allowed FDI via the automatic route. But many have expressed concerns over this push for oil palm cultivation especially in the Andamans and the northeast. which are geographical areas that are rich in biodiversity and where local communities use subsistence farming critics have claimed that the monoculture of commercial oil palm plantations would both destroy biodiversity and the livelihood autonomy of farmers so how valid are these fears and what are the likely outcomes of the government's ambitious plans to boost oil palm production for a better understanding of the issues at stake We speak with Sudhir Kumar Suthar, who is a faculty in the Center for Political Studies, Jawaharlal Nehru University. Sudhir, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks to you, Sampath. Thank you for having me here. Uh, Sudhir, uh, to start with, can you give us a quick overview of this national mission on edible oils, oil palm, and what kind of assistance, what kind of plans are envisioned under it? First thing is that uh, this entire mission. the it, it it's not a new mission it has been the debate has been going on uh, since last uh, three decades where india realized that it has to work hard in order to meet its increasing uh, demand of uh, vegetable oils so in, in overall in the in the mission the the plan was to encourage india's traditional oil seeds which includes like mustard sunflower and so on and so forth and also uh, look for possibilities for oil palm production now this went on uh, in 10th five year plan and then it came up in 11th five year plan and then uh, after a halt now again government has come up with this new initiative where they are saying that uh, we are going to give incentives to the farmers who will be uh, growing the uh, palm oil uh, cultivation uh, now this time the government has claimed that what is different here is that they are going to give a similar kind of uh, incentive which is called the minimum support price so they will have a an assured price for the farmers for the uh, the fresh fruit bunches from where you, know, you get the uh, the oil oil farm and uh, this uh, the the guaranteed price is also to rule out any uh, fluctuations in the Uh, palm oil global uh, market and its impact on the farmers so that way the government has tried to you know re- resolve some of the problems which it found that were there in the earlier policy related to uh, oil palm now and uh, besides the government has also planned that it is going to give this incentive in uh, two major regions of india one is uh, northeastern states and second is uh, north and especially within northeast in arunachal pradesh and parts of assam and also in andaman and nicobar islands now other than that uh, it, due to the uh, incentives which were given in the 9th five year plan and 10th five year plan 
India already witnessed uh, an increasing oil palm production in states of Andhra Pradesh uh, and uh, also in um, northeastern states. So, in a way, it's a continuation of the previous plan with some modifications, keeping in mind the concerns of the farmers and giving them incentives, protecting them from the fluctuations in the global prices of uh, oil palm. And also, there is one more thing, which is the uh, because if you have uh, if you are going for a fresh oil palm cultivation then it, it has a gestational period uh, ranging from 4 years to 7 years so government has also said that it will also give some kind of security to those farmers who are planting uh, newer trees it will also help the farmers in uh, providing different varieties of oil palm besides it will also develop the networks for processing of the the fresh fruit bunches because they are they need to be processed immediately after they have been plucked. So these are some of the new uh, developments in the recent policy announcement which has come up after the 15th August speech by the Prime Minister. Okay, there is some, is there some kind of assistance, farmer assistance, which is some 20, 29,000 rupees uh, per hectare or something like that? Is that uh, an incentive or is it, is it something to help them purchase the seeds and so on? Uh, the amount which has been announced, it actually works in two ways. One is that it works in the form of an incentive to, you know, incentivize them to grow more uh, palm oil. So one is to handle the uh, the gestational period insecurity which is there. And second, once the, the, uh, the fruits are there, ensuring them of a guaranteed price. So to protect them from the fluctuations which are there in the international market, in international prices. Right, right. So, so uh, given that Indians don't traditionally cook using palm oil, you know, we use mustard oil and other, other kinds of oils. Uh, in what form is, uh, I mean, so much of palm oil consumed in India? Is it primarily via packaged foods? Or do we have uh, a breakup in terms of how much of India's palm oil consumption is through household use? Of edible oil and how much is for industry? The primarily primarily palm oil is used in uh, hotels and also in uh, some of the consumer goods, for example, uh, everyday household uh, goods, for example, soap, detergent, and also in uh, chocolates and uh, candies. And obviously what you said is uh, the packaged food. So the, the, these are some of the products where palm oil is being used primarily. It's not for the everyday household consumption in traditional Indian households. So, uh, in fact, if you look at uh, the increasing uh, demands for palm oil, uh, and uh, though there is no specific data available that how much it is being used in which sector, but if we look at some of the uh, reports which have come up in the last few years, it clearly shows that India's hotel industry is one of the fastest growing industries. So that that simply implies that it also results into an increasing demand of palm oil because most of the big hotels, they do use uh, palm oil for cooking and also packaged food which, which they supply. Similarly, there is also an increasing demand of most of the products which includes uh, cosmetics and uh, the you know detergents and other things. So there has been a growth in demand of most of these products, which has also resulted in it, uh, into increasing demand of palm oil. It is not primarily, it is uh, not primarily for everyday consumption in Indian household, as you said, mustard oil, 
uh, and along with that i mean all six or seven kinds of oils which we use which includes coconut oil which includes uh, sesame and which also includes sunflower soya bean uh, and variety of oils which we use for cooking purpose so the the consumption pattern of palm oil in case of india is quite complex i think it's not as simplified as it is being portrayed that it's being imported and there is a rising demand for vegetable oil and therefore you know we need palm oil right so in other words the reason i was uh, getting uh, curious about this aspect is if if the logic being given is that uh, we want to reduce our dependence on edible oil uh, imports then uh, if we find that oil palm or palm oil is not being consumed by households then uh, it is not really the exact logic right because you should then be importing soya bean oil and groundnut oil and coconut oil and whatever other oil we are using but we are not going to be importing them we are importing palm oil which is used to a large extent apparently from what i hear from you for industry for, for industry purposes and secondly uh, why if we want to reduce the dependence on import of edible oil why is it that we want to do this monoculture of palm oil why not say uh, some of the other oils so mustard oil for example or soybean oil or groundnut oil why this preference for palm oil in particular yes now for example you are absolutely right that why to why not to go for you know promoting other kinds of uh, crops and if we look at the government of india policy documents uh, 10th five year plan and 11th five year plan the effort was actually to achieve uh, both so the traditional oil seeds which india had and also to promote palm oil now and uh, gradually india also realized that uh, you know there has to be a balancing because we had already witnessed the disastrous consequences of monocropping whether it is uh, related to wheat or it is related to uh, paddy so in order to you know, by learning from our lessons of green revolution first phase not to repeat those mistakes i think it was a good idea to have some kind of balancing between the two but here comes another logic which is also about palm oil being the cheapest amongst all other uh, edible oils and uh, the reason given behind is that because the 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 fruit gives the maximum amount of oil which you otherwise can't get put all other sources together so that way it's the cheapest uh, oil form available edible form uh, oil and uh, that can be a, a substitute for other forms of oils now now that becomes the logic so it's also about uh, you know uh, providing something which is cheap as compared to other uh, oils now if we go by that logic number one that uh, there is no guarantee that the 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 uh, economic affordability of palm oil will remain so even in the future even if the government provides incentives for example we know that we have msp for wheat we have it for uh, many other crops which are being produced in india in abundance we are not importing them and even then we have problems of millions of people not being able to afford uh, these crops so the same logic i think applies here also that uh, this can't be a guarantee that it will be affordable even in the coming future plus what it will also do is that it will take away the other forms of oils which are available to people in india as it has has happened already in many uh, other parts of the country where i mean people never used to consume for example rice in punjab punjab in punjab rice is hardly consumed but even then people now grow it at last large scale and which has serious 
environmental consequences and political sociological consequences as well so i think uh, when we look at palm oil though this popular logic is being floated that it's only for atmanirbharta but i really doubt whether it will result into atmanirbharta in longer run yeah right right so uh, moving on to other concerns sudhir uh, apart from uh, this uh, commercial aspects many environmentalists have raised concerns uh, also over uh, uh, biodiversity and water table they are saying that uh, commercial cultivation of oil palms uh, would affect biodiversity and uh, water table and also have other kinds of uh, uh, negative impacts on the environment i mean how uh, how valid are these concerns and is it not possible to sort of uh, go ahead with this plan while taking into account uh, concerns about biodiversity and water table and so on uh the the biggest uh, you know uh, proof of its uh, significant impact on environment is what is happening in indonesia malaysia and also in sri lanka so keeping all these concerns in mind indonesia uh 3 years ago banned any uh, fresh uh, palm uh, oil palm trees plant uh, plantation similarly sri lanka also banned uh, plantation and it went one step ahead and it said that we have to done away with even with the existing plantation now there there have been debates about its impact on uh, environment even in case of india in case of andaman and nicobar islands where the palm oil cultivation was promoted and later on a pil was filed in the in the supreme court and then the court gave a ruling that uh, it has serious environmental implications and therefore it banned any further uh, uh, plantation because it was impacting the forests in andaman and nicobar now a similar situation is going to emerge when it is going to be encouraged in case of uh, uh, states of uh, northeast for example arunachal or assam because uh, primarily it is the it is the forest land which is going to be used now many a times there is also a debate that you know what is a forest land so uh, sometimes even the change in definition is also brought in order to show that even the uh, areas where there are uh, palm trees it that also comes under uh, forest areas but i think that's a mistake because when we say forest it's not only about green cover it's also about protecting the diversity biodiversity which exists in these forests so in case of northeast india it is also about protecting its traditional crops it's also about protecting the herbal plants it's also about protecting you know varieties of uh, birds which are there in northeast india so uh, it's it's going to have serious environmental implications now the the second aspect here is that the government is saying that it is possible to grow uh, palm oil trees in a sustainable sustainable manner so there simultaneously other kinds of crops can also be grown now i have a doubt with regard to its uh, success because if you look at the uh, already existing uh, government schemes which were meant to promote sustainable uh, agricultural practices we have seen the fate of most of these and once a commercial plantation of this kind is introduced in a society it's very difficult for the society to go back to any traditional uh, forms of agriculture cropping pattern uh, and so on so even if i think the even if the government wanted to promote some kind of sustainable agriculture 
the right approach should have been to put them in the forefront and not the incentives meant for promoting palm oil uh, the tree cultivation so i think the the priorities of the government has to be rethought in this regard and uh, one more point i must say here that the traditional oil seeds in india mostly are grown in uh, the rain fed areas whether it is gujarat rajasthan madhya pradesh parts of andhra pradesh karnataka and so on now when this kind of tree plantation is being encouraged what impact it will have on those traditional oil seeds because when there is a cheaper oil available in the market what will be the consumption pattern for those oils number 1 number 2 there is already a very strong industry in india which employs large number of people and caters to the requirements of the farmers who have been growing those uh, traditional oil seeds now what happens to their interests i think uh, when we when we think uh, we talk about self reliance we need to take into account the requirements which are there for the other sections as well which i think has are missing in in case of this policy so what do you mean by other sections sudhir when there are the farmers so what other sections are involved in the traditional uh, oil palm uh, traditional other edible oil uh, production and uh, allied industries like yeah i mean two major actors which which i can think of uh, one is the farmers who are producing and second is the industry which is involved in processing of uh, you know the traditional oil seeds so what happens to those mills if they, it is going to have an impact on uh, let's say if the demand for palm oil goes up certainly it will result into declining the demand for the other uh, oil seeds the traditional oil seeds that is going to have an impact upon those who are involved in processing industries of the other kinds of oil seeds because the uh, the palm oil processing industry is a very specific kind of industry it has two requirements one is that it has to be located nearby uh, the the plantation because within 24 hours it has to be processed otherwise it becomes uh, useless and uh, second uh, it requires better uh, road network it requires uh, quick processing uh, infrastructure so an alternative industry has to be built along with the, the palm oil cultivation so the shift the, the government policy shift will be in favor of encouraging these units and it, it will going it will have an, an impact on the earlier industry meant for the traditional oil seeds and i believe keeping this only in mind the earlier oil seed missions in india never had a specific focus on palm oil it had a focus on oil seeds plus palm oil right right so now uh, as you as you were just saying it, it this uh, boost or this push for uh, palm oil cultivation uh, will uh, require a creation of an alternative network of uh, uh, industry and skilled manpower and so on so at the same time the government has also said that this is going to boost farmers income now if uh, if palm oil cultivation is going to increase farmers income isn't it something that we should welcome just i think today only i have seen a report that uh, what has happened in case of malaysia that uh, the production has been wonderful of palm oil whereas the international prices have gone down and uh, now this has created a major problem for the farmers in malaysia who have been growing uh, uh, palm oil fruits 
Now, it's a similar situation the way we witness it in case of tomato, we witness it in case of onion, potato, and so on. Now, you know, whereas these are the crops which are extremely popular, which are used in every Indian household. And even then, there is a problem with ensuring guaranteed price. I, I really, uh, I, I don't know how sustainable this government policy will be in view of these uh, uncertainties associated with pricing mechanism. Number one. Number two, in, in case of Indonesia, for example, this logic is given time and again in defense of palm oil that it helps in reducing the poverty levels and increasing incomes of the farm, farming households. I have two apprehensions. First is that whether small farmers in India will be able to opt for this kind of cultivation, that in itself is uh, questionable. And uh, this, this is number one. And number two, even if they, they start growing uh, this particular crop, whether they will be protected from the global prices fluctuating even in the longer run, because it depends upon the demand, number one, and it also depends upon the prices in the market, that too in international market. So the income level of farmers in any case will continue to be vulnerable the way they are today. So the point, the question I would you know, like to pose here and to think about is that do we want a crop which cannot provide any of, uh, can, cannot ensure any of these concerns and at the same time have serious environmental implications. So how feasible to go for such a massive change i mean that's an open question right so so what, what exactly are uh, india's options now if we want to uh, promote oil palm cultivation domestically and we also want to uh, sort of balance the developmental objectives with environmental concerns are there examples anywhere in the world where palm oil cultivation has been undertaken in an environmentally sustainable fashion? Are there environmental best practices that we could hold the government to if you want to go ahead uh, with this policy of Atmanirbhata in oil, oil palm and edible oils? I would like to answer uh, this question in a slightly uh, different manner, uh, Sampath. For example, if we look at the overall global uh, production of palm oil, there are six, seven countries which are primarily producing a bunch of palm oil in Latin America and in Africa and then in, India, in uh, Malaysia and Indonesia. And Malaysia and Indonesia are the two largest uh, producers of uh, palm oil. And both the countries, ha there have been a debate continuously that what can be sustainable practices. Now, so far, there has not been any successful model which can show that, okay, this can be a sustainable model. It's based upon, uh, you know, uh, the, it, it's still based upon uh, experiments and uh, the debate is still going on. Experiments are still going on, but we still do not have very concrete results when it comes to this entire issue of producing palm oil in a sustainable manner. Because it requires clearing the land and then uh, going for the plantation. Now, government of India has been saying that it will actually encourage farmers to grow the traditional crops and simultaneously grow uh, the, uh, the palm trees. But whether it will be sustainable or not, it is still questionable. In fact, the government of India report, the, if you look at the Indian Palm Oil uh, uh, Institute of Oil Palm Research, it has said that agriculturally it is 
suitable because it in, results into increasing farmers income and it can people can also grow other crops simultaneously especially in northeast india uh, we do not have clarity about its impact in other parts of india number 1 number 2 the report doesn't talk about its ecological implications and its suitability so uh, so far we do not have any model for sure that sustainable oil palm cultivation is possible number 1 number 2 this also has to be seen in the specific indian context so one is what you already said that you know we don't use it in our household cooking so uh, why should we use this number one number two uh, there are seven to eight kinds of oils which are being used in india uh, for household purposes and which are also being used in production of herbal products what we also call uh, ayurvedic products and uh, there is a whole lot of industry now which is coming up and which is saying that we use the traditional indian method of producing uh, cosmetics and beauty products and so on i think uh, a better alternative would have been also to explore the possibilities of encouraging a simultaneous industry which is based upon the usage of traditional indian foods and practices because when we talk about atmanirbharta i think that's the true atmanirbharta we are willing to talk so i mean uh, it also includes for example uh, neem oil and as i said sesame oil and other uh, i mean himalaya in himalayas there are seven to eight kinds of oils which are being produced so overall there are i think 15 to 16 varieties of oils and leaving all them aside focusing only on one uh, kind of plantation and also encouraging a particular kind of uh, you know uh, consumer goods industry i really don't think so that it's a feasible option for atmanirbharta instead the government should have looked for you know producing traditional oil seeds and also promoting the industry and product simultaneously that would be a more environmentally feasible uh, farmer friendly uh, option i believe thank you so much uh, sudhir for uh, sharing your insights on this issue pleasure talking to you thank you sampath thank you so much for uh, giving this opportunity in focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues in the meantime you can find our podcast on spotify apple podcasts stitcher and other platforms just search for in focus by the hindu we'll see you soon